Ladies and gents, Harlequins and Sharpies, friends and frauds and floozies, welcome once again to the Who Cares, a podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the Who Cares podcast, a podcast that enters your soul with your host, Stephen Moraga. I had to get here right away. It is 1.58, and I will be releasing this tomorrow. I spent my whole morning in the city of L.A. And by L.A., I mean between Gage and Slauson and basically South Central L.A. For any of you people outside of the Southern California hemisphere, but even people here in Southern California, they don't even know where that's at. Uh, it's South Central LA. And I had to come here and I had to share my experiences because I didn't come from um, as much as maybe a lot of you think I did from a silver spoon experience. No, I came from a lower middle class ish middle class uh, in Whittier, California. Uh, I saw many of the people that left South LA or East LA or LA in general, they migrated towards where I grew up. And so I am very versed in what the fuck I'm talking about. Now, I just came from there and a a couple of things really blew my mind. I think that um, I don't think that people really are necessarily afraid of the ghetto. Now, listen, the ghetto is actually where I feel that I belong best, or at least semi-ghetto, not really, really, really bad. But that's where I feel. I'm, I feel much more at home than when uh, I'm over here in old Newport Beach or Laguna like who cares about those people? They have no they have no grasp on life at all. Uh, people in the ghetto are usually, for the most part, they're willing to help. They're usually kind. They're usually hard workers. It's not. Yes, there are people that will kill you, but there's people that will kill you in all the other beautiful neighborhoods too. Let's not be. It's that's what really stri- strikes me is is is. Weird because I remember I've had a couple of girlfriends who who did grow up with silver spoons in their mouths, and they would drive down the streets of the ghetto in their own neighborhood or in their own city, and 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 I would legitimately that's not a ghetto that's that's just Beach and Slater, it's just a couple of Mexican families living there. That's absolutely not a ghetto, but when you do go down to the ghetto, there's a couple of things that strike me. Number one, um. Why is it? Oh, you can ask for a better. That's our neighbors. They must love it here. Why is it that, of course, there's no Republicans here in Los Angeles County or Los Angeles as, it, as itself? Because if there were, uh, they would never be voted in, right? But what have any what what have any politician done? Have what has any politician done? Really to make the lives better. It, it's not about putting up a park with some little signs uh, that says Cesar Chavez and some brush 
some beautiful, nice leaves. Enters your soul. And then they just wash their hands with, look at what I did. I did that for you. Are you happy with that? Are you not happy with me, us beautifying the park? Le- the park is now across the street from shit. And I'm not really sure why it has to be shit, because these properties are built with the same uh, construction uh, standards that goes all across Southern California. Uh, they're not cheap. The rent isn't cheap. So why? Why is it that the standard of living is much different? And one of the things that strikes me the most out of driving through South Los Angeles and Los Angeles in general, uh, everybody, which is which I think most of us should do more of, is is more community driven. However, they take it to like maybe the, a little bit a step too far, like getting out of their car in the middle of the intersection. You don't really see that in other areas. At all. Actually, you don't really see that at all. But I think what we see, though, is um, horrific driving. Um, And so I think it's not really a matter of are people scared of the ghetto per se. They're scared of the people in there making stupid fucking decisions, like running out of the in between cars, getting out of the car, um just driving whatever way they want to. And if you've been to Mexico, which I have been many times, and before any one of you granola, uh, Silicon Valley, up north, whatever, want to talk to me about this. I have specific knowledge about this. I have put at least 16 girls in Mexico through college and their hermanos. And and I'm not going to tell you how. Maybe it's called Adelitas. But... (laughs) <laughs> as I'm going to have to <laughs> or it could be called the Pollo Bar or it could be called doesn't matter okay so before anybody wants to say anything bad I know what I'm talking about what have you done what have you done for Hispanic people you have not, not done anything so when I say what I'm saying it really means something I really can say that because I don't think not one of you have put a girl through college like I have you haven't. You haven't. Have you been to Mexico? So what I'm saying is, if you've been to Mexico, you understand that they drive whatever way they want to. And and that's fine. If that's what they want to do, that's their country. Whatever they want to do. But if you were to go down there and you were to see it live and in person, it is amazing that there aren't legitimately 100,000 casualties every day because they just drive wherever they want to and it doesn't matter. They make up their own rules. And so what we're seeing now is them bringing their, and that that's what happens. I mean, Italians and the English people and all that, they've all brought all their fucking stupid things with them too, right? And then told the Native Americans, get out of here. We're going to take over. But they brought their dumb little croissants and things of that nature, right? Well, we the problem is is that when you go down to South Central, you are now exposed to that type of driving. Nobody gives a fuck, basically. And I'm not really sure why, but it's gonna take it's gonna take generations. Really, it's gonna take years, years and years and years of people to not be coddled to. Because I was kind of thinking about this, like I love, like I said, I think that these people are actually really these people. I think that the people that live 
in these these environments are much better individuals than fuckers that live up here in Newport Coast. They're much better individuals. Uh, were they given as much? No. Were they taught as much? No. Were they instructed? Were they? Uh, did they have a father that uh, smoked a pipe? No. They didn't have any of that. Well, maybe he smoked a pipe. But they had to come here, right? They had to. But I feel that when they come here, it'd be like if, if I lived in, um, let's say, Seattle. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna ch- I don't like uh, whatever, Republican or Democrat, whoever, whoever came in office. I don't like the way that this city is going. That's Bentley, my dog, by the way. Uh, I don't like the way this city is going. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Canada, and then I don't do anything different, and I just am bringing all of my cultural norms there, too, and I'm not really trying to make the best of my life. I'm not trying to, wow, maybe I should. Um, it's called progress is what, what I'm saying. People, people are not progressing. They're, they're doing like a 360. So, yeah, that's great. You came here and, and, and that, fantastic. I, know, I understand. the. I, I, have you ever seen the movie El Norte? That's a horrible movie. Don't ever watch it. But it shows kids going through the, through the sewer lines. Through the, like you can't even imagine from the coyotes to the cartel that now run the country. No, it's no wonder they want to escape that. However, they've done a 360 and then they just do the same exact thing. And that's not necessarily their fault. It's on the fault of our leadership because we should expect more. We can't just say, hey, that's great. Um, do you want to just, do you want to just, just, well, you know what? It works so well down there. Why don't you bring that here? Because it looks like it, oh, you know what? It'll work. It looks like it'll work fucking great. I think that that's the, that's the way to go. Don't worry. Just do your thing. But you know what that does? It doesn't show, it doesn't help. It doesn't show people how to progress. That's it. Just progress. Because it's a legitimate 360. Like, there isn't much difference from me being at Alitas and then leaving there. I, luckily, I'd never drive down there in Tijuana or, or wherever I'm at in Mexico. But it legitimately is not much different driving in South Central. It's, it is different. I can't say that. But it's getting close to that. And so at what point do we say, ah, you know, I get that that's, that's what you guys did there. But you know what? It doesn't fucking work. At all. It doesn't work. It just doesn't. Like, it, it's not really a system of anything. It's, it's, a, it's a system of madness, really, is what Mexico is. And it's unfortunate because they have the most resources available to them. They have more resources than the, the United States has. They have uh, peaks. Uh, they have valleys. They have mountains. They have deserts. They have, I mean, they have resorts. I mean, the amount of natural resources, oil, gold, I mean, they're sitting on legitimately something that if you took one of them Saudis or one of them Israelis over there and said, here, this is your country now, let's switch out countries. Do you don't think that those people would have 
made something spectacular out of there, or at least been rich as fuck, they would have. There's oil in Mexico. But do you think we get a lot of it? The unfortunate thing is they don't share it with each other. And that's the real problem. White people don't share shit either. Uh, But I think what we're really talking about here is sharing and caring with hugs. I'm just kidding. We're not really talking about that. We're talking about South Central. So I'm down there in South Central. Now, the reason being, uh, it's one, now it's two o'clock. I I left at two o'clock in the morning last night and um, went to go visit one of my... One of my little, um, my little highness, and she is a beautiful girl, except her brother Charo, Chon Chon, Choo Choo, Chale, or Chicharron. I'm not really sure what his name is, but I know that he gets there at seven. And if I'm there, it's a real, real problem. And I know that his name makes me hungry, makes me hungry for a sweet bread. I'm not really sure why, but. Just when she says it, I get really hungry. So I I had to leave by 7. So I leave, by, but then I can come back. He just comes home for whatever to sleep or whatever. Uh, I'm not scared of the guy. I just don't want to rock the boat. You know what I mean? You know, you never know. He probably would have been – he's been out in the – and that's the thing about the ghetto. Like it's so frustrating. And these people have so much patience. Like, imagine you in your nice little area where you live in Kentucky, or you live out there in New Hampshire. You know, there's actual, like, you know, street signs that people pay attention to, and there is a, a log jam of, I mean, there is log jams and stuff, but, but it's like everybody in the ghetto just accepts it. And, and really what that is is it's on the leaders. Fuck them. Because they look at them still. <sighs> That's my dog right there. They look at them still like piles of shit. And that's not acceptable. If you're willing to bring them in here, if you're willing to allow other countries to be in here, do not. There really isn't much difference uh, besides the fact that they, how do you say this? They're not the best exterior designers. That's that's pretty much it. Exterior design, because the money's there. It's just they don't really like looking nice, really, I guess. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Because you can see that the businesses are thriving, but it looks, if they just mm, put some wood, maybe a little sand, but instead they want to put just plastic... Uh, dirty signage and I don't understand why I mean it's it doesn't cost much you know um, I don't know not really sure and then a lot of a lot of what I love about South Central and, and the gets is that people are able to congregate and they sing songs and they there, it's a, really a community. Like you know, what what, what most kids think of is like uh, like a forum. I mean, let me put this in terms that might be, maybe you understand. Like you know, like a forum. You know, how everybody's like a community, like Reddit or something like that. Well, they're actually doing it in real life. You know, and they're out there and about, 
And Bentley, please, uh, they're out there and about, and they're actually interacting with one another. Yes, they may run in front of your car without with reckless abandon. Yes, they may annoy you when you don't want them to be there. Yes, they may not get along with other races. Maybe not really too well. Um, yes, there's some signs that you don't understand. Yes, uh, there's so much trucks and traffic. You almost wonder why anybody in their right mind would want to do commerce in this area. But then you realize there's money there. That's really where the money is. The money is not in Laguna. The money is not really in Newport. Yes, the people who live there have it, but the money really isn't there. The money is in taxing the poor. And that's the terrible situation. I taxed the poor. I said, you know what, girl, last night, I'm going to tax your ass. But my taxing is more of like a loving tax, you know, like a gift tax. You know, and and Charo or Chulo or Chachi, whatever his name is. Uh, it's like I gave a gift and that and you know what? Maybe maybe he will be my brother-in-law at some point because that's how close. So if, if you can imagine it, where it'd be. So I left her house and then I go to Superior Market after because I know I need to wait a little bit. I get that. So I go to Superior Market, and I, I go in there, and, and I feel superior um, because I have my sunglasses on and a, and a jogging suit, and I look like a damn cartel person, and I see people running out of the way. And I, I forget that it's L.A., and I don't remember that I need to have a mask. So I just walk in there, and I go for the most Hispanic drink possible, and I come out with that, and I get in line. And that's the other thing that I, I don't understand it's legitimately 8.30 in the morning, and I'm in line for at least 45 minutes. Now, I'm not going to say that the suburbs have better hirees or, or smarter ones maybe or more efficient, but I can tell you I get upset when I have to wait like five minutes, you know, over here where I live here in Huntington Beach. And so uh, legitimately 45 minutes, I'm not wearing a mask. And then all of a sudden, when I get closer, the lady yells at me and says, I need to have a mask. And otherwise, I cannot buy the most Hispanic drink possible, my white claws. And I'm holding just what you cannot eat that. Uh, my sorry, my white claws. Yes, my white claws are very, very um, well. You know why I didn't get anything else is because in south los angeles they put everything so locked up tight that it's so much of an effort like i i was already in line for 45 minutes i can't imagine going through more effort to go behind the scenes almost to grab like some vodka while i'm waiting you know so i just got white claw because a it's slimming b um it's very hispanic so I have my white claws, and then she tells me right when I'm about to, I said, listen, lady, I've been in line for legitimately 45 minutes. How could you do this to me? So finally she motioned to her manager, you know, like whatever the international sign for giving this man a mask is. And the lady came over, gave me my mask, and I said, gracias or thank you. I appreciate. 
everything you do for me. And so I leave Superior Market. Uh, I wait in the car for a little while. I drink a couple of drinks. I'm a little tired. So, yeah, I, I, I fell asleep in the parking lot, La Superior. My girl was calling me. Charo, Chuchon, Chucharinas, Chucharonas. He left. And I, I, I snap out of it. Okay, all right. I'll be right over. And so then, you know, I, come, I, I go back over. But on the way over, it now, I, I think that everybody kind of, though, should take a lesson from this area because they're not sitting at home on their computer. They're not sitting at home wasting time. They're not sitting at home trying to figure out algorithms. These motherfuckers are out working. If they're not working, they're taking their kids to school. If they're not taking their kids to school, they're out driving, going God knows where. Maybe to Lost Spirit Market, spending money, doing things that the country needs to survive. So when anybody wants to talk shit about all the people that's coming here, you better thank your ass that these people are out there just blindly throwing away money, doing whatever it is that they need to do, drive whatever but it's very crowded where they're at very very crowded and it's not just crowded in the morning it's legit i just got here it, it took me like four hours i live here in huntington beach and if you knew how far that was it's probably maybe 20 miles from here it should not take me over like almost there the problem is though is that i was so frustrated that i i i got mad at my usb port on my phone and i smashed it in the in the portal and then, then I'm like a, like a man without a boat in the sea. Like I'm just, I have no idea. Like I know this area. I've, I've done business down there. I've uh, rented properties out there, whatever. I know the area, but I, I forget. And, and especially with all the chaos that is, is being thrown at you. There's so much chaos. There's so much chaos. If it's not. Well, let's say, for instance, I need to get gas. So I finally find a gas. There's more liquor stores on every corner there than there is gas stations. Bentley, be quiet, please. I need you to be quiet. Thank you. Um, there's more liquor stores. So when I finally find the liquor store or the gas station that I want to go to, I go, oh, wow, it has a Yoshinoya, too. That sounds good. Nope, just kidding. There's yellow tape around it. I guess there was a murder scene there. So then I find the 76, and then I get there, and, and I pay. I go in there, I just say, you know, 10 on whatever. Number two. As I'm walking out, the largest coyote I've ever seen, if it's not a coyote, it's a, it's a, it, it's a very close cousin that I guess is a domesticated dog, except for the fact that this dog isn't domesticated. It looks like it's, it's lived the streets the hard way. It doesn't get hit. It's huge and it knows where to go and it looks at you like it's going to kill you. So I was like, holy fuck. I'm just pumping my gas. And I, I thought I was, a, I thought I was able to video this and take a very wonderful shot of what I actually ended up doing. I go inside because nobody else is helping this thing, even though it looks like it wants to kill me. I thought, what a what a straggly, mangy, horrific dog. Nobody wants this dog. It looks like you can't bring this dog to your kid and say, hey, kid, look what we did. We rescued this dog. The kid would be like, oh, my God, is he going to kill me? 
um, how old is he? Why does he look like he's been through like um, a hooker's lifestyle? You know, so I go, I get ponduce at, because, of course, they don't have sandwiches at this gas station. They only have ponduce because that's good for the environment. That's good for the people that live there. Ponduce, sweet sugar bread. But I thought, what a better, th- there's nothing else in here. Let's fill the, the coyotes' uh, belly up with bread, at least. You know, at least he'll be full, you know. On his last days, because it looks like this motherfucker, um, you know, is strung out on heroin, but he's huge and he looks like a coyote and it's really intimidating. So he's at the bus stop just on, right by the pump where I'm and he's just laying down there. So I come around and I say, hey, my friend. Hey, my friend. Here. Here's some manduce. Here's some manduce for you. And I throw a little sweet Mexican sweetbreads to him. Two large, large loaves. And guess what he did? He looked at me like I was out of my fucking mind. Like he looked at me like, motherfucker, I smoke crack. I don't fucking eat ponduce. You got some crack? Honest to God, on my on my family, on my parent, everything. Everything that I know. This dog looked at it and scoffed at me. This mangy, disgusting coyote horrific looking creature that's the size of a small dinosaur roaming around the streets of South Los Angeles looks at me just like you know what he looked at me like just like the bums do like what are you trying to feed me for don't you know I want to fucking do drugs like I got enough food and it's interesting right it's interesting that there's so many parallels to this dog, to the homeless, to people that don't want to help themselves. But that's not the people that are really working hard. They want to help themselves. They just aren't smart. And I think that's up to the government. I think that's up to not for these politicians to pat themselves in the back because they built a little fucking stupid park. It's up to them to say, hey, we have all this money. It doesn't need to look like this. It doesn't need to feel like the roads are shit. The roads are terrible there. You might as well just, you might as well like growing up in the old west. You're driving over bumps and roads. I mean, they, they legitimately have forgotten about these communities. So the next time you get really excited about a politician or you get excited about some somebody that's going to be doing something for the people, just know that they ain't doing shit. And they never will because the money comes from the ghetto. The money comes from people who are struggling and spending every last dollar on fucking Lay's potato chips and a fucking six-pack of Bud just to fucking make things tolerable. The way it was where they came from. So they did a complete 360. Not a 180, a 360. And how do we, how do we as a society help them? It's not like we want to impose our ideology. Yeah, actually we do. Never mind. Actually we do. Your shit doesn't work. Keep 
Banda. I love Banda. Keep Ranchero music. Um, keep your cuisine. Uh, but everything besides that, please, let's not, let's not keep your government. Let's not keep your, um, I don't know, drug dealing, uh, friends. Let's not do that. Let's not keep, um, the way of, uh, business. Uh, let's not do the shady route. I understand that uh, the U.S. is probably the, the shadiest of all of them because that's how stealth they are. But at least on the outside, it really doesn't look like that. You know what I mean? And Mexico doesn't give a fuck. They're like, well, this is what we are. We're a narco state. Who cares? So for anybody out there that doesn't think that I'm saying any, any – anybody out there that thinks I'm saying anything out of line, let me just tell you. In the next 20 years, Mexico will be a part of the United States. And if you think I'm wrong, you're out of your mind. Mexico has become a narco state. And when that happens, it gives no other it gives no other recourse for any other country but to either assimilate it or take it out. And I don't think that the United States would take Mexico out. I would think that'd be the stupidest. I mean, that'd be horrific. So we're, they're going to assimilate, and then Canada will be assimilate. And so all the Canadians that don't allow us in there for DUIs and all that, they're going to have to fucking start accepting DUIs. So shut the fuck up, Canada. You don't do nothing. So. Just remember, it doesn't matter where they came from. It doesn't matter how they're living. But maybe, just maybe, help them. And, and Like I tried to do the dog. Let's just hope, though, that you don't get the same response that I did. Half a believe. Believing on myself, Gabby Teetry in him speeches. Say without self confidence, you would be twice defeated. Believe me, Rastafari. Now we are pan nobody for tell me some agreeing. Now we are pan nobody for open up your gate. Half a believing on myself, half a believing on myself. Now we are pan nobody for give me motivation. May I for make it all this sticky situation. Half a believe. I believe in myself I believe in myself All when them are doubt me that could have never face I No, I know so my mother raised myself Sufficient might as well that she name I So me aim my limit is the sky Work me put in that could never be undone Any task when me get me wrap it up like condom All when the burden when me be away one ton Me have to carry the load because me no no option Now wait for nobody for tell me some green Now wait for nobody for open up your gate Have to believe in myself Have to believe in myself Now wait for nobody for give my motivation Me have to make it out this sticky situation Have to believe in myself Have to believe in myself now I try them I do me of my own mission Now we wait for a soul, me alone and me done From here the name Kabaka, you know say man a king in a earth Me know my worth as a proud African And Rastafari lead me For know myself and in a school them never teach me For grow my wealth and this a journey never easy Still me show my strength So even though my slim me lift the weight over the bench Now we wait for nobody for tell me say my great Now we wait for nobody for open up your gates Have to believe in myself have to believe in myself Now wait for nobody for give me motivation Me I go make it out this sticky situation Have to believe in myself Have to believe in myself Yeah, yeah, yeah Rastafari alone 
give thanks and praises And when the pressures of life circle round I and I And them want to go round I and I Still I see I crown I and I So them can't confound I and I Now wait for nobody for tell me some great Now wait for nobody for open up the gate I have to believe in myself 